This episode of the Real Home Collective podcast is one of three we've recorded about the growing issue of flooding and how that impacts communities and real estate. Watch for the other two in the near future. Right now, we're going to go to Alexandra Cote, an award-winning Toronto agent with the Fox team, who has had recent experience dealing with residential flooding. We're going to talk about how that impacted the transaction, dealing with insurance in municipalities, and the general lack of awareness and education about this increasing problem. I'm going to start by telling us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jeff. My name is Alexandra Cote, and I'm a residential real estate agent with thefoxteam.ca in Toronto, Canada. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, So, Alexandra, I know that you have a story about residential flooding. Now, residential flooding has a long history of being a big issue, um, particularly in the Toronto area. Um, It was the reason why we now have what's called conservation authorities in Ontario, um, entire uh, bodies of government that are dedicated to tracking floodwaters and making sure that people stay safe. Uh, But you have a more personal story about how that's impacted real estate in Toronto. So please tell us the story. I was working with um, a family about two years ago now, and, you know, they were looking to find a home for their their five-person family, uh, so they needed at least three bedrooms, and, you know, their budget was more modest for our market, and so we ended up looking in an area that I wasn't as familiar with, um, but uh, learned that it was in a flood zone, um, thanks to Chris Chopic coming and doing a presentation at a committee I was in, and so they were moving forward with an offer on this home um, and I sort of raised the flag that this home might be at risk of flooding and I approached the listing agent um, who disclosed after asking that yes it had been flooded. Um, So now we were in a situation where we knew it was a home that had flooded twice in the last five ten years um, and likely would flood again Um, and we sort of dove into research into is this still something that they would like to purchase? Is the risk worth it, you know, for getting more for your budget, um, you know, and learning all the due diligence for that process. So one of the first things we looked into was insurance. Um, we called their current insurance provider to confirm that they would issue a new policy, you know, with the overland flooding rider. Um, and they did, other, other insurers had said no. So it was important. We knew that we could confirm proper insurance. Um, and and had a home inspector through and sort of identified, you know, what the damage was from the previous flooding, what had been done to sort of help to mitigate it and and what was lacking and sort of what the major exposure points were for the home. So it was located in a floodplain um, and it uh, got a lot of uh, sewer backup. That was the flooding that it was getting um, because the, the sewer system in that area just was under a lot of pressure with these high level storms. Um, but it was also getting, you know, water from overland because it has a reverse slope driveway. Uh, mm. So water was flowing, you know, down the driveway into the garage and then pushing through into the rest of the home. Uh, so it was kind of a victim of both types of flooding. <laughs> so oh, wow. it was really, it was really uh, an exposed property. Um, but, you know, we got some tips from the inspector in terms of what to do the next time to flood it. Um, and how to effectively use that insurance money to, to rebuild the space. And so, you know, tiling up to halfway up the walls, uh, lifting the large mechanicals off the floor. So, you know, the furnace and laundry and things like that, 
um, you know, putting them on podiums so that if water did come through again, it wouldn't fry those mechanics. Mm. Um, you know, looking at well systems, grading, of course. Um, and so we did everything we could to prepare. They did go through with the purchase and moved into the home uh, in the winter. And uh, this past spring, we had a big rain event again. And the text came in from them uh, that just said it's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, you know, we were prepared. Um, he was on the news that evening, you know, talking about it because a, a lot of the issue is because of the infrastructure in that area, which it needs a lot of work and, you know, improving it could help mitigate some of this flooding. So he, he was on the news talking about it, talking about, you know, we also did a lot of research reaching out to city council and to the local MPP just about what did the city have planned for that area in the next five to ten years like would this issue ever be resolved um, mm. and it looked hopeful so they're hoping like as a long-term investment there will be some mitigation in this property you know could uh, be above ground <laughs> for future events. Alexandra, you've mentioned uh, three different stakeholders there. I mean, obviously, the, the property owners themselves. I mean, the, the seller that you purchased from, um, they had flooded twice and hadn't made any of the changes that, uh, that your home inspector suggested they make in order to be more flood resilient. Um, and then you talked about the municipal government and they're making changes. But you also mentioned the MPP or the, the provincial government. So there are things that can happen at every level. But it seems like none of them happened in this case. Do you know why that is? No, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I think part of it is a lack of education on it or, or they think it won't happen again. Um, you know, my clients did put in a sump pump, uh, you know, when they moved in and, and backflow preventers and things like that. So they, they at least didn't get the sewer back up as much. It was more just water from the street that was flowing in. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, you call the city and they say we need money from the government and you, or the uh, province and then you call the province and they say they need money from uh, the federal government. And there's a lot of sort of back and forth on it. And uh, it, it seems now that the city is, you know, doing what they can. But obviously, there's a lot of pressure on municipal budgets and budgets across Canada with the pandemic. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, assuming that there will be a slow to this remedy and it might take longer to complete some of those changes. Now um, you mentioned that you also spoke with a number of insurance companies and that some of them turned you down for overland flooding. Um, you want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about that insurance? Yeah, for sure. So I discovered, you know, with home insurance policies, um, they'll generally have back sewer backup included, but uh, overland flooding is a separate rider. Uh, that you need to ask for a lot of the time um, and and some properties just won't qualify for that so they'll they'll protect mm. you for sewer backup but not if water is coming in from the street so it was really important to us that we had that overland flooding rider so at least we knew you know when I got that text it's happening it was kind of like okay but at least we're prepared you know they'll be protected they knew not to store valuables in the basement that kind of thing yeah. Um, and, and they they had, they were prepared at least for it, but still obviously to, you know, it fried their air conditioning, which was outside. And, you know, mm. it was, it was, uh, they still had to do all those repairs in COVID. So it was still not ideal. No one could have predicted the pandemic uh, when, when we purchased <laughs> this property. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Now, had you been prepared to, to offer those services? Had you ever had any training in uh, dealing with flood prone properties? 
No, not at all. It was not anything that came up in any part of my training or education. Um, and so it was, it was really just because I was in that room with Chris Chopic when he was speaking about this, that I knew to even ask those questions. Um, and I kind of became fascinated by the lack of awareness of this issue and the lack of education um, for realtors around it. So I've, I've been passionate about getting the word out. Um, and, you know, I do a lot of volunteering on my, on my local uh, real estate board. So working to bring those issues there and, and work on member education. Um, yeah. And looking at other boards who are more progressive on, on these types of issues and mm -hmm. just climate, climate risk at whole and how it's going to be impacting the value of properties and, and just the way that the market works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found that in my practice and my board as well. Um, I'm right along Lake Ontario and a lot of my town floods on a regular basis. Um, especially 2017 and 2019, we had some pretty major property losses. My, my real estate board is named after the bay. So you would think that uh, we would have some, <laughs> some flood training or awareness, um, but there was none. I actually ended up finding a program through the Intact Center. Um, mm -hmm. Intact Insurance has a, a research center at University of Waterloo. And through them, I took a home flood risk assessment course. And that's been really helpful for me in learning all of those things that you helped your clients through. But uh, definitely not a lot of people in this area have it. I'm the only one that I'm aware of in this region that, that has this training. Wow. Well, thank you for going the extra mile for your clients. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and your story with us here. I'm really hopeful that we'll be able to raise the profile of this issue faster than the, uh, the floodwaters rise. Oh, I hope so too. <laughs> This episode of the Real Home Collective podcast was produced by me, Jeff Wielden. If you're a real estate agent or related professional who'd like to contribute an episode about sustainability, high-performance homes, or other related issues, reach out and get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.